All right, my food mood friends, welcome back. Chandra Zoss is in Odyssey. Okay, today we're going to the dark side. We're gonna talk about the shitty parts of having a shitty gut. I've been talking to a lot of people with a lot of pains and a lot of suffering. And you know, sometimes it takes really looking at and examining and facing the shittiness in order to motivate us to change. So I'm gonna dive into all of the shitty things about having a shitty gut. So first, there's the poop. <laughs> Sometimes there's not the poop, which is, I think, even worse. Or sometimes there's constant, non-stopping poop. Having non, we don't have to call it perfect poop, but having like, having constipation, having diarrhea, having plaque buildup in your gut, having crappy poop is crappy. It doesn't feel good coming out. It doesn't smell good. It doesn't feel good in your belly. It doesn't feel good anywhere. I had like some serious constipation as a kid. My my parents, we weren't, my family wasn't into talking about poop. <laughs> Another side story. My little one's teacher was like, so we've been teaching the kids not to talk about poop while we're eating. And my little one, my teacher says, she's saying that you guys talk about poop at the dinner table. <laughs> and you know, the teachers are trying to like, be respectful of how the parents want to run their homes and stuff. And I was like, yeah, we do talk about poop at the dinner table. I mean, not necessarily always, but it's not banned, you know? In fact, a lot of times we talk about what our poop will be like depending on what we eat. It's like we, like my little one loves cheese. We have, we always buy like raw organic cheeses. She loves cheese. But we tell her, we're like, look, if you eat too much cheese, your poop will be sticky and weird. And also if you eat like almond, but too much almond butter or nut butters, your poop changes. So we talk to her and we make her aware, we let her know, like watch, notice how, remember that one weird poop? Remember how you ate all that almond butter before? So like really making that connection. So many people don't think about what we put in our mouth <laughs> goes in through our gut, into our digestive tract, through our gut and out our butt. We're talking about poop today. I hope you guys are okay with this. If not, you can totally come back for the next episode. So poop, poop, your poop, the quality of your poop, your experience of your poop, how much pain you have. Oh, I'm gonna to go to another story. I went to a poop doctor one time. It was one of the worst experiences of my life. It was so not fun. I was living on a cruise ship, eating really crappy food. And without going into too many details, I had some problems with my butt. And I remember sitting in the office and talking to people about what they were in there for and looking at these people in the state of their health and realizing as I did a little bit of research, like realizing how huge this industry is, even though we don't talk about it, a lot of people are having problems with their butts. Like for one, hemorrhoids. Hemorrhoids are super common. Problems with things, I mean, if you think about like our digestive tract, it's so much wear and tear. We're constantly putting things in, it's processing and putting things out. And depending on the quality of what we're putting in our mouths is going to be how much wear and tear we're doing on our digestive tract. 
So like if you're eating a bunch of sticky like flour kind of things, like it's really hard for your gut to digest flour. It's like really a lot of work. And so, and it's sticky and it's like, that leads to strain and constipation. <laughs> wow, I'm totally going to all the places. So, <laughs> one of the worst things about a sh shitty gut is the poop quality. And I think I'll leave the poop talk at that. The other thing about having a shitty gut is having an imbalanced microbiome. I have one person I'm talking to right now who's talking all about their stinky farts. And they're like, they're wanting to invest in their gut health because they want to save the people around them from smelling this smell. So when our microbiome is off, which means that the unfriendly guys have gotten a foothold and the friendly guys are, have a disadvantage. And we all have different bacteria, so it's not exactly the same in everybody, but more or less there's like a balance and when everything's in balance, you still have the, the unfriendly guys, but the friendly guys are strong enough that things don't smell too bad and also there's lots of regulation that happens in our microbiome. There's hormone regulation, mood regulation, and metabolism regulation. There's a lot of things that are actually really connected to our microbiome. And when they're off, then we can really start to feel really off, emotionally off, mentally off. One of the connections a lot of people make in my gut health program and don't have never put the, the dots together before is realizing how much sugar affects mood. So sugar is the favorite food of the unfriendly bacteria in our gut and our microbiome and our body. When we feed our microbiome sugar, the unfriendly guys go crazy. And one of the quickest routes to getting rid of stinky farts is cutting out sugar because the, the unfriendly guys are like having a heyday. They're like, yes, it's a feast for us. And the friendly guys are going, oh my gosh, we need some food here. Give us some fiber to clear all this crap out. I think about my microbiome a lot. I think about our microbiome, this little universe inside of us. And I really do think about how to feed and protect my friendly guys and to really keep the unfriendly guys in check. When the balance gets unbalanced, it's a shitty gut experience. So we have crappy poop. We have an imbalanced microbiome where the unfriendly guys are having a heyday, making stinky farts, making depression. Depression is something that I see super linked to sugar consumption and flour sometimes. So watch that if that's you. And then there's all of the like regular symptoms. There's like all of the bloating and the cramping and the pain and the constipation and the brain fog and the lack of energy and the lack of clarity. Like these are all gut health symptoms. These are like all things aren't going right. Like. Our digestive tract is this incredible machine that takes energy from the outside and we put it in our body and our, and our digestive tract turns it into nutrients and energy for our body. It's, it's, I mean, I really think of food as fuel. Like my purpose of eating food is to fuel my body. But that's not the normal way of thinking about food. We eat food because it tastes good, because it feels good, because everybody else is doing it, because why not, because I always have, because my parents ate like this, because my girlfriend cooks this. We eat a lot of things. Most people eat not for the right reason, not because they're fueling their body. So back to the shitty things about having a shitty gut. So when we 
One of the emotional side effects that I see when we are, when our gut is off, what, one of the biggest things that breaks my heart and I have just so much compassion for, partly because I've really been there, is this disconnect from ourself, from our truth, and this uncertainty and this lack of confidence. And I remember like when I was 12 years old, I, my health was so bad. And I remember thinking like, I don't know if I'll ever be able to have a kid because I felt like my body was so sick. And I remember a couple of years later thinking like, wow, I really want to travel and I don't think I'm ever going to be well enough to travel. And so I remember in my teens really looking at life as this like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to show up. I don't know if I'm going to be able to put myself out there and commit to things and put myself on the other side of the world and survive and be okay. Luckily, I was able to figure out my health and really up-level my gut health to a point where I've now been able to travel the world. I now feel fully confident in committing to showing up places. What I hear a lot of my gut hero journey people talk about is like feeling nervous and hesitant to be intimate with people, to share a small room, to even commit to like showing up like mentally, like, like it just, it makes me so sad thinking about like when we don't trust our health and when we're not sure what our body is going to do, which is where some people get to in their gut health, they, they kind of start, we kind of start retracting from life. We kind of stop showing up. We kind of stop committing. We kind of stop believing that we can do things. And then what happens is we start feeling kind of bad and we feel kind of shitty about life. And then what happens? This horrible, vicious cycle. When we feel bad, then we eat bad. And so then gut health only gets worse. This is the cycle that I am dedicated to helping people break. And the coolest thing is, is that like what we do first is we work on feeling better first because it's this feeling bad that drives us to eating bad. When we start eating better, when we start feeling better, then we start eating better. And then when we start eating better, we start feeling better. And then when we start feeling better, we start eating better. And it becomes a cycle in the opposite direction. So, the shitty things about having a shitty gut or the worst things about having a shitty gut. Yes, there's symptoms. Yes, there's physical symptoms. And those are by no means not less shitty (laughs) and not hard and not less hard. But for me, it's when we stop showing up, when we start retracting from life, when we stop putting ourselves out there, when we stop connecting because we don't believe in our own capability. We don't believe in our body's ability and our mental ability and our emotional ability and our, in our, innate health, health's ability. When we stop, when we start pulling back and retreating and escaping and watching more TV and eating more junk food, it's a big downhill from there. It's a really, really big downhill. And so the chafing thighs of being overweight, the clothes that don't fit, the brain fog. Brain fog was honestly one of my worst symptoms of my gut health. I 
hated my brain fog. I had like a low level headache most of my teens. And getting rid of that headache and getting rid of that brain fog felt like a freaking miracle to me. It really was. So wherever you're at with your gut health, I'm guessing that if you're listening to this, you either really love me, which is awesome. Thanks for being here. Or you're learning about your gut health through the information that I'm offering and sharing and teaching. So I want the biggest thing that I want you to take away from this is like, yes, it's important to really face and look at the shitty parts and look at what's not working and look at the patterns. But the more or equally important piece is believing that change is possible, is believing that just because your gut health is poor now or that you're having the symptoms that you're having now, it doesn't mean that you have to stay that way. It doesn't mean that it has to get worse. There is a way to disrupt, excuse me, interrupt your patterns, your habits, your food consumption, your the ways that you normally deal with and face your emotions. Like our emotions are one of the biggest reasons that we eat crappy because we feel bad, right? When you feel bad, you eat bad. So you don't have to feel bad. Like, yes, you need to feel the important, worthy emotions, but you don't have to feel guilty and shame and you don't have to beat yourself up. Like, you can stop that. And that's going to really help you eat better. And that's really going to help your gut health out. So I hope that plants some really delicious seeds for you, some really gut-friendly, healthy seeds. And have a beautiful week. I'll see you next time.